Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, Drexel University, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. Welcome into the next edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're thrilled to welcome Amy Novak, a project executive with Torcon. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you. Tell us a little bit about Torcon, the history and the type of work that the team at Torcon focuses on every day right here in Greater Philadelphia and in other parts of the world, too, that we're going to hear about. Torcon Inc. is a construction management firm. We're based, our corporate office is in the Red Bank, New Jersey area, although our office in Philadelphia has been open and very successful for the past 12 plus years. The company is privately held by the Torsivia family, and we've been in business for 52 years, serving really the Northeast region. The company really focuses on the target markets of pharma, healthcare, and higher ed, so those markets and the technical similarities between them really have allowed us to be successful here in the Philadelphia market. And you really carve out a niche because of the type of expertise that you can bring. Can you talk about the niche that Torcon has that kind of really distinguishes you as a partner that developers are looking for? Absolutely. Well, we're known as a company that is highly technical with a lot of smart people that can solve a lot of difficult problems. And that's a reputation that I think we've earned over time, and it reflects really well in the amount of repeat client business that we have you know, throughout the company, including here in Philadelphia. So you know that here in Philadelphia, the Eds and Meds market is where it's at as far as construction is concerned. So it's been a pretty, pretty easy transition in the last 12 years to get up and running here in the Philadelphia market. We're currently focusing on a few projects in Camden, as well as a few projects here on this side of the river in the Philadelphia area. In Camden, we are doing a project for Michael's Development called 11 Cooper. It's 156 apartment buildings on the river. This building is really the first major residential project in Camden since 2006. So we're proud to have been selected by Michaels to partner with them on this project. And in fact, that was a result of a very successful project we completed as part of Michaels' team down at Rowan University, a dorm building called Holly Point Commons. So you go with, you know, the relationships that you build in this kind of industry. You kind of go with who you know, and uh, you've experienced that firsthand with delivering a great product at Rowan. And of course, your project team is going to want you to come back and work on the next project, which is what you're doing in Camden as well. The boom here in Greater Philadelphia, Amy, is really significant. I mean, we've been talking for quite some time about the cranes that we see everywhere in southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey and northern Delaware, but especially here in the city of Philadelphia. And you guys have been, you know, really proud to be part of that. It's really, really an exciting time to be in construction in Philadelphia. And not just with the cranes and the amount of high rises going up in the city, which we certainly are excited to see, but also in other support services to enable those people that are going to live here and, and live in those apartments. So healthcare, higher ed, we're doing a lot of charter school work for areas here in Philadelphia. And that's really where our niche is. 
And you mentioned Camden and the apartment project that's going up there. Are there other projects happening in Camden that you want to touch on that you're really proud of from a TourCon perspective? There are. Yeah. We have just finished two charter school projects in Camden, and both of them had their ribbon cutting ceremonies in the past few weeks. And we're starting a charter school project. In fact, Steele has just gone up for a small project for the mastery schools in Camden. In addition to that, we were successful to win the Rowan Rutgers Medical School building wow, that's in great. Camden in the fall. And Steele is going up there. In fact, I believe we're set to top out shortly Congratulations. on that project with Steele. So yeah. that's a great project because it's also a result of a long-term relationship with Rutgers throughout the state of New Jersey and Rowan. Since it's a medical research building and it's a lab building, it fits right into our technical expertise. We were really excited to be awarded that project. That's great. On this side of the river, I know one of my favorite projects that your team has a privilege to work on as well is really transformative. It's happening in Villanova. And for probably decades, people have been talking about transforming the surface parking lots along Route 30 across from the main campus of Villanova University into something more. Tell us a little bit more about the role that the TorCon team is playing there. The Villanova Lancaster Avenue Development Project has a project that's been in the works for a long time in Radnor Township. Villanova happens to be a long-term client of ours. One of our first projects we were awarded when we opened the Navy Yard office in 2006 was the new College of Nursing for Villanova, which was an extremely successful project for us. And then we went into a project called Transforming the Campus Landscape, which really added all the beautiful brick pavers and stone and granite throughout the campus and really transformed that from into a fully pedestrian campus. We leveraged the relationship we had built with Villanova, and we were awarded the pre-construction work for the Lancaster Avenue Development Project. So we were hand-in-hand with the architect who is Ramza out of New York, which is Robert A.M. Stern, and supported by local Philadelphia-based architect Voith McTavish. Mm -hmm. So we were able to work with them on pre-construction, on budgeting, planning, and sequencing of that project. The project's culminating now in an 1,100-bed Gothic-style dorm, apartment-style dorm. It's full-depth stone. It's really something to be proud of. It's one of those once-in-a-lifetime projects. And what it's doing is it's bridging the south campus of Villanova to the north side of Lancaster Avenue, creating more of a flow and more of a destination on the south side of Lancaster Avenue for Villanova students, faculty, and even the community. And when you say bridging, Amy... You're not kidding, because there's literally a new bridge that is being constructed over Lancaster Avenue, Route 30 in Villanova. It's a good segue. It is. <laughs> in fact, the bridge connects the SEPTA train stop to Villanova's campus and St. Thomas Parish, but also provides a safe pathway for those who go to that parish church, because their parking is on the south side of Lancaster Avenue. And it was really a requirement of Radnor Township in order to get the project moving because we're looking at 1,100 more students that are going to cross the street three or four times a day. Yeah, absolutely. And classes. having a bridge there makes so much sense because it is a challenge to navigate both for the driver and for the pedestrian when trying to traverse Route 30 to get to class at, at Villanova. 
Uh, I've been part of that on both sides, both the pedestrian and, and the driver, and the bridge is going to be a really special and, and I mentioned it before, but really transformative to that community in terms of safety and comfort, as well as an aesthetically appealing kind of structure that is, is to your point, bringing together the north side and the south side. So it's a really unique project, and TorCon should be very proud to be part of it. Thank you. We are. We yeah. definitely are. Yeah. I love that, you know, you would reference, you had worked with this project lead in the past, and then they got this. And it strikes me that when you do good work, you're rewarded with more good work. And few people know that better than Amy Novak, who's the project executive with TorCon, who's joining us here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. What I love about Amy's background is she's a proud Delaware County native, now lives in Chester County. What do you love most about Greater Philadelphia, Amy? What do I love most? Well, I grew up in Delaware County, went to school in the Lehigh Valley at Lehigh University, so never really strayed far from my roots. Uh, most of my family still lives here and, you know, drives by my projects, you know, mm-hmm. every day or every week. I mean, what I love most really are the people and what's been most gratifying for me in the construction industry are the people that I've met and the people that I get to work with. I mean, you, you know, since you're also a proud long-term Philadelphia resident, that there's something special about the people in Philadelphia, And in construction, it's even more so. Construction's very a family-oriented business from, you know, the basest roots. I mean, the guys and the the women who work in the field every day, they come, they put in their honest eight hours, and they get home at the end of the day proud of what they've done. And in order to be successful in this business in Philadelphia, you really have to get involved in the community. You have to grow those relationships with subcontractors, with clients, with architects and engineers. And that's been the most gratifying part of my job, to know that... The subcontractors, architects, and clients all like to work with TORCOM because we have that appreciation of family and relationships. And to take that a step further, there's something else that TORCON is really passionate about. It's not lost on me, and it's not lost on the listeners of the Growing Greater Philadelphia program, that you are a woman in construction, Amy Novak, uh, with TORCON. And tell us a little bit about how unique that is, the percentage of uh, females who are working in the construction industry today compared to the past, and how it fits into the TORCON model. Well, I am a woman in construction. So I graduated from Lehigh with dual degrees in architecture and civil engineering. And I knew that I wanted to do something that was much more people-oriented than on the design side. Not that you can't have people interactions, but most of design time is sitting behind a computer or at a drawing table. So I was fortunate enough to be hired as an intern in the construction management business by my current boss, whose name is Mike Garmento, senior VP with TorCon. And it really clicked with me. And the more that I got involved in projects, the more accountability that I got, the more I enjoyed the benefits, both professionally and personally, of working in the business. There aren't many women in the business, although there are more and more women, mostly, I think, with the advance and the beginnings of the construction management programs. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of more attractive to women than true engineering. Um, And I think most people that go to school for architecture actually want to be an architect, not being construction. Right. But I've never really felt at a disadvantage as a woman in construction. I mean, when I was in my 20s, I kind of felt like I was young. 
And that was more of a deterrent to earning respect or learning the business than being a woman. Right. But I think it's it's attitude, whether you're a man or a woman in this business. It's really a willingness to learn and appreciation of what people do for a living, whether they're uh, an operating engineer or an electrician or a painter. It's an appreciation for what everybody contributes to the team. Since I've been with Torcon and continue to work with Mike Garmento, I've felt like the sky is the limit. Torcon's been great supporting my career growth and everyone's career growth in the here in the Philadelphia market. We've gotten great opportunities and a lot based on the reputation of the company that the Torcivias have built in the last 52 years. In the Philadelphia office, you know, we... Maybe it's because I'm involved, maybe not, but um, we've, you know, we really have a lot of women who've become successful in professional positions. I think I mentioned earlier that the national average of women in construction is a little over 9%. And here in the Philadelphia office, we have 24% women in professional roles, which is something we're proud of. At TorCon. At TorCon. That's really impressive. You should be proud of that. That's great. I've also recently become involved, been appointed to a board position for an organization called Professional Women in Construction, where we're going to focus on mentoring women really 360 degrees. So peer mentoring, you know, up-down mentoring, really for the sole purpose of getting more women at the table. And is that mentoring program specific to Philadelphia, or is it a national initiative, or is it, you know, kind of catch-as-catch-can? Well, Professional Women in Construction has chapters in Boston, Connecticut, D.C., North Jersey, and New York. And mentoring is a huge component for all of those chapters. So it is a structured program. That's great. It is. That's really great. You get invited back to Lehigh or to Penn State to talk about your career. What do you tell a young woman who's thinking about a career in construction or construction management or engineering about your experiences and about encouraging them to think differently about their career path? Well, Torcon does go back to Lehigh, and we actually talked to a real estate class, not an engineering class. Um, Both the Torcivias, Ben and Joe, are alum. I'm an alum. We probably have another dozen people who went to Lehigh. So I do get that opportunity, and it's it's a really neat one, especially talking to business majors from a construction perspective. Sure. But what I tell people, young people, whether they're still in school or just getting into the industry or struggling with trying to find where they fit – overall in this crazy world is just you know be confident be yourself know what you want and go for it and that's really what i've always been encouraged to do whether it's my professional life or personal life i rarely take no for an answer and when you behave that way for a certain amount of time people come to know that you don't take no for an answer and they just tell you what you want (laughs) from the first place Um, You know, the other thing that I found in this market and in construction and business overall is your reputation is everything. Joe Torsivia did an interview a few years ago in the Business Journal, and that's the quote that he has on there. You only have one reputation. And that's the truth. And in this market, people move around so quickly. The work comes and goes so quickly that that's what you have to hang your hat on. At the end of the day, we're successful because contractors want to work with us because we treat them fairly and because owners want us to work for them again because we treat them fairly. And one of the things I'm gleaning from this, too, is it's not about gender. It's just about who you are as a professional. Absolutely. It's not. And I've never really felt like I've had to make it about gender. 
at some point you walk a fine line as a woman in this business. And, you know, in my, my 20s and maybe my early 30s, I did walk that fine line where I was worried about what people thought of me. But as I became more established and um, as I continued to receive great support from Torcon and from my teams in the field, you know, it just became about doing the right thing for the project and the right thing for the client. And the success that you've seen and the success that Torcon has seen comes back to what you were mentioning before. And what I hear from that is it's not necessarily about the what, because you guys are clearly delivering good quality, but it's the how. It's the connection you're making with the communities that you're serving, the partners who are hiring you onto their jobs. And that's really one of the most, it sounds like, distinguishing characteristics that I'm hearing that sets Torcon apart. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. In fact, a few months ago, we were talking about that in-house in a staff meeting at Torcon, that it's the how we approach things, how you behave. Every project has issues. It's, it's our business. And at some point, we wouldn't have a job if the project didn't have issues. But it's, it's how you treat the people involved in those issues and how you resolve those issues that's important to the culture of Torcon. And we try very hard you know, to employ people who have those same values. And believe me, with this market and how quickly word gets around, if something doesn't go right somewhere, you hear about it very quickly. So we've been successful with those people we employ and with you know embedding our values into their every day so that we really don't have those kinds of issues. Is there a secret to the name Torcon? Torcivia Construction. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. It makes perfect sense when you think about it. It does. Torcivia Construction. Torcon. Absolutely. So just over 50 years ago, Torcon was founded in Red Bank, New Jersey. Coming up on 15 years or so, established a stake in the ground here in Philadelphia at the beautiful new transformative Philadelphia Navy Yard. Now, Puerto Rico. Talk with us a little bit about the experiences you and your team have had in establishing operations internationally. Well, our office in Puerto Rico has actually been open a little bit longer than the Navy Yard office between about 18 years ago. And that office was opened at the request of one of our pharmaceutical clients. Torcon, really in the, the 70s, Ben Torcivia Sr., really focused on becoming a technical company. And in the central Jersey, North Jersey market, pharma was where it was at. So he quickly built a business that was very focused on pharmaceutical work. So if you remember, you know, about 20 years ago, there were great tax incentives for companies to open businesses in Puerto Rico and Torcom was asked to open an office. We did. We maintained a pretty good size office down there, 40 or 50 people until the last few years, until the economy changed a little bit. We still have a presence in Puerto Rico. Of course, you know, now probably a different effort mm-hmm. than what we were doing before, but still supporting uh, great long-term clients like Bristol-Myers Squibb, J&J, and Wyeth. Sure. Recent storm in Puerto Rico impact uh, your operations at all? Stalled things for a little bit, but the, you know, the pieces are picked up and we're moving forward and wrapping some things up down there. And it sounds like there might be potentially some business growth because of the need to rebuild. There may be. Yeah. What's the secret sauce at Torcon? Are you guys able to, uh, you mentioned, you know, you talk about internally who we are and what we do and what we can do differently. Is there a theme that comes out among your team that causes you to say, this is, this is why we stand out. This is why we get chosen over other organizations. I think the, the secret sauce is really the reputation that the Torsivias have built. 
And one of the ways that Torcon has built the reputation that it has in Philadelphia is by looking to work for the right clients, looking to work in the right markets. We've had a lot of success partnering with some very good architectural and engineering firms. And then we, quite frankly, we hire smart people. We hire people that are motivated and that want to do a good job. I think our office does a great job in building a community. We're very involved in in charitable works in the Philadelphia area. So I am just finished my third year as part of the executive leadership team for Go Red for Women, which has been a very gratifying experience for myself. And I've been able to share that with other women and men in the office. Uh, Mike is on the leadership team for Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Office-wise, we support the Design Collaborative. We um, support the Grace Ferry Initiative. We do the Run the Bridge in Camden for the Cooper Foundation. That's great. But we all walk. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) But I love that because it bridges, you know, the operations of TORCON that are happening in southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Mm -hmm. Jersey. That's great. So it's been great to be part of the growth of that office and being in a position to really help form those decisions and make a name for ourselves. You talked a little bit about uh, professional women in construction, national organization. Talk with us a little bit about associations in the greater Philadelphia region like GBCA and the role that your team plays with helping to kind of shape the region through the work and with the team at GBCA. Well, GBCA is the number one organization in Philadelphia for construction. I mean, that, that's, that's no secret in the construction business. And we've been fortunate to be included in many levels with the GBCA. Mike Garmento is currently on the executive board of the GBCA. He chairs the membership committee. Melissa White, who's our business development person, chairs the CLC group, which is the youth group in that organization. We really push our people to take advantage of the educational components that the CLC and the GBCA offer. You know, we love going to their events because we know everybody there and (laughs) they're a lot of fun. But more importantly, it's a chance for subcontractors, suppliers, construction management companies to come together and really focus on doing what's best for construction in Philadelphia and doing overall what's best for Philadelphia. It sounds like it's a great community of professionals that GBCA has been able to bring together, and you guys are a big part of it at TourCon. We are. Yeah. Amy, I want to talk a little bit about Greater Philadelphia, because I was joking earlier that you are a proud native of Delaware County and now live in Chester County and work across the region with an office in the Philadelphia Navy Yard. What do you share with folks from outside the region that you meet and you're talking about the Philadelphia community and what's happening here. How do you describe it? How do you encourage them to think about establishing and growing their operations in this neighborhood of southeastern Pennsylvania or southern New Jersey or northern Delaware? Well, I mean, the first thing that anybody who lives in Philadelphia right now says to anyone outside, including me, is it's just exciting to be in Philadelphia right now. I mean, just over the last few years with the the DNC, then the NFL draft, the Super Bowl win, go Eagles, yeah, and um, and then the Villanova win, which was really fun for us since we were on Villanova's campus. It's just there's a lot of good mojo happening right now in Philadelphia, totally. and um, you can feel it when you come here. I mean, Philadelphia is 
not like any other city. And I'm a little biased because it's my city, but I know I go other places in the country and other major cities in the country, and it just doesn't have the neighborhoody feel that Philadelphia has. You know, every day when I'm wet, and maybe it's because the amount of construction, and I've been in construction for 24 years, but every day when I'm out walking the streets or running to meetings, you feel like you can run into someone you know. Totally. Yeah. I agree. And you know what I love about that, too? Because when we think of Philadelphia, the city proper, it is a city of neighborhoods. And we talk about Port Richmond and Kensington and Fishtown and South Philadelphia and Grace Ferry and Overbrook. But that's also true for the surrounding counties. You know, each of the counties have a neighborhood feel to them as well. And you know that from growing up in Delaware County. So it's and the same kind of, you know, environment exists in southern New Jersey as well, where each of the counties are really identifying as greater Philadelphia, but have a uniqueness to their own community where they live in Haddonfield or in Glassboro or some other community in the region as well. And you can definitely feel that. I mean, it's, I always joke that when people find out that I grew up in Delaware County and I meet someone else that grew up in Delaware County, they don't ask me where I grew up. They ask me what parish I'm in. Right. That's, I don't know if it's a Delaware County thing or not, but, you know, that's kind of a, that's automatically going to not an address and geography, but going to a community-based organization. And I think that's the way people in Philadelphia think. So, I mean, even if you talk to people that live in South Jersey, say you live in South Jersey, and they say, oh, no, I live in Gloucester City, or I live in Voorhees, or you right. know, I live in Haddonfield. And, you know, everyone's very, Philadelphia is a, a city of people that are very proud of where they came from and proud of where they are. The amount of people that still live where they grew up in Philadelphia is unbelievable. It really is. Yeah, there's a pride that keeps them here and wants them to invite others to come to their community as well. And we're seeing that happen, actually, with more and more people moving into the city of Philadelphia, including, here's a fun fact for you that you probably know, Philadelphia's millennial population is the fastest growing of major U.S. metropolitan areas because it's affordable. There's opportunity here. They can get a great job and they can not have to worry about owning a car or spending too much money on their rent, and they can walk to work or take sustainable transportation or bike to work. And it's really that dynamic that we're seeing more and more with millennials. And it is. And I even think I saw a stat somewhere that now over 50% of the students that go to school in the greater Philadelphia area, go to college or university in the greater Philadelphia area, now believe that there are just as good or better opportunities staying in Philadelphia than moving out of Philadelphia. That's right. And that percentage a few years ago was under 50%. So That's right. you could see the the growing you know, love for our city or growing loyalty that our city's building in those millennials. That's right. And that goes to uh, the great work that our friends and colleagues at Campus Philly uh, have been doing for about 15 years now. It was a little, it was about 35% of residents or gra- I should say graduates were staying here. Now it's up to 65% of graduates are actually staying here to start and grow their career. So it's a great, uh, it's a great fun fact and one that we should be really proud mm-hmm. of. Here's the scenario. And I, I love asking this question, Amy, because we all have a different lens into greater Philadelphia of what we love and what we recommend people consider doing when they're here. So you have some girlfriends who call and they're planning to come visit or some family that's coming to visit and they ask you for an itinerary of what should we definitely do when we come to Philadelphia? What do you tell them? Well, it really depends if it's really a girls weekend or if they're coming and bringing their kids with them. But I mean, everybody should visit the Liberty Bell. In Philadelphia, that's definitely one thing. I mean, if you're a foodie, Philadelphia is easy. I mean, there's so many great restaurants in South Philly and even in Center City that definitely deserve to 
have a meal at. Um, but the suburbs have a lot to offer, too. I mean, we mentioned, and you just mentioned that we live in Chester County. I mean, Longwood Gardens is great. It's little towns like Media and Westchester are unbelievable. They have that little small town feel. In fact, I think in Westchester on the Main Street in Westchester, they filmed some of the opening scenes of Marley and Me. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so it has that, you know, they have art galleries, they have restaurants, they have bars, they have little shops. So it's really a small town feel in that suburb. Yeah, I love that because, you know, we do talk about the food scene in Philadelphia, but that same food scene is actually exploding into the Pennsylvania suburbs and the New Jersey suburbs as well, as well as downtown Wilmington. Um, You know, I think of towns like Media and Westchester that you just mentioned, and they all have these really cool, unique restaurants that, and in and of themselves, they are, they're really exploding exploding little neighborhoods. So it's a, it's a great point. Yeah, it is. And there's so many fun things to do. I mean, now with the, you know, if you're a casino person, you mm-hmm. don't have to go to the Jersey Shore, but, you know, Atlantic City's also, you know, up and coming. Hard Rock's opening there soon. Yeah, right. right. Um, and it's a fun place to go. And the Jersey Shore is a classic. Yeah. So, um, and I think people people know about it, you know, especially with the marketing that Jersey's also doing. Yeah, totally. I want to bring it back to TourCon for a moment and ask if there's anything, you know, that we didn't touch on from a technology perspective or from a business environment perspective that you want to make sure we cover when it comes to what distinguishes the TourCon story from others. And maybe we covered it all, but if there's something that I didn't touch on or that we didn't get a chance to talk about, if it's a... Well, a certain you know technique or device that stands out for you. There is I mean, Torcon is really a recognized leader in the BIM, which is the building information modeling industry. Our head of engineering, whose name is Sam Arabia, is a frequent speaker at AutoCAD events and other industry events. In fact, I believe he just did a BIM modeling session for the GBCA as part of their learning events. And this is a technology that's becoming much more embraced in the construction industry, but especially in the more technical markets like hospitals and science buildings and lab buildings. And we've seen a lot of success by investing the time in technology to get things resolved. Sam always says, get things resolved in pixels, not steel, ahead of time, um, especially on projects like Stemler Hall for the School of Medicine at Penn, Villanova with the bearing walls and plank, mm-hmm. Villanova Housing, and of course, the Rowan Rutgers Joint Health Services Project in Camden. So BIM, B-I-M, Building Imaging? Information Modeling. Building Information Modeling, BIM. And that really is a distinguishing characteristic that TorCon has started to really develop an expertise in. We have a BIM staff of a dozen people. Every project we have is modeled, unless the client doesn't want it, because, of course, there's there's a lot of value to it. But there's a little bit of cost to it as sure. well. But we find that the value far outweighs the cost. Our company has established a trademark software system called BIM Facilities, where we take the model that we developed during construction, we load all of the operations and maintenance information into that model for the building operators and maintenance people, and then turn that over. So if there's an issue with anything in the building, operational issue, whether it's a filter change or you know a system where the temperatures aren't correct, 
the operators of the building can quickly go into one place and target the issue and find out how to correct it. And that's been a real value to our clients. It sounds like it, a really distinguishing characteristic. I don't think I mentioned or asked, how large is TorCon in terms of number of, of team members? We employ about 200 people wow. this time, 50 of which report out of the Navy Yard office. We're number six on the Philadelphia Business Journal list of construction management companies in in this region, which we're extremely proud of. We've done a little over $700 million of work in the greater Philadelphia market in the last few years. Overall, the company does about $500 million a year in work. That's great. Excellent. So we've been talking with... Uh Amy Novak, who's a, a project executive with Torcon. Torcon is a little over 52 years old, a proud family-owned and operated business in greater Philadelphia, Red Bank, New Jersey, the Navy Yard, and some international operations in Puerto Rico. And we're thrilled that you're able to be with us to tell the Torcon story here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. And you're actually part of the story that is growing Greater mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Amy, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your time, and we love the story of Torcon. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Growing Greater Philadelphia is supported in part by many of our investors and partners, including Liberty Property Trust. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Liberty Property Trust has been creating environments that have been helping businesses realize their full potential for nearly 50 years. To learn more about the Philadelphia Navy Yard and other Liberty Properties, visit libertyproperty.com. And by Drexel University. Drexel was founded in 1891. They're one of the region's top 10 private employers with three campuses in Philadelphia. Learn more about Drexel University at drexel.edu. Check out all of our podcasts on radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. 